And welcome, everybody, to episode 34 of the Regression to the Meat podcast. I am your host, Sean Moran. Do my eyes deceive me? Is that who I think it is? Is that the man with the mustache? It is. It's a bird. It's a It's me. Thompson. You're back, man. Wow. I never thought I'd see you again. Yeah, I thought I'd never make it out alive. Tell the uh, listeners what you've been battling through or for the past week. The, I've been on the uh, bubble gut diet. I think I'm down like 10 pounds on the week. It's been a pretty brutal, brutal week for the boy. Just an all-time bad stretch from a colossal breakdown from the Jets. Fourth and inches, 51 yards to the house. Oh, man, that game will haunt me. And I spent the rest of my week in bed fighting body aches and pains and wondering if I'd ever hold a meal down. It's been (laughs) misery. I watched Big Short two nights ago, and now I have a gripe with the housing crisis and the stock market. And (laughs) everything is just down, down, down for me, Sean. I was sending the most emotional text about corporate greed to Sean late Wednesday night. (laughs) It's good to be back. It's good to be back to talk some football. So the only timeline I have is Keegan went to visit some of our best friends down in San Diego who are a wild crew, a wild bunch, big time listeners to the Gresham the Meeting podcast. Shout out Aiden, shout out Marcus, shout out Hugh, shout out all the boys. He goes and hangs out with them for a weekend. Sunday, I'm, I'm guessing sporting a pretty nasty hangover, watches the Jets lose to the Lions with one of our best friends, uh, Spencer Hoffman, who's a huge Lions fan. and uh, Was. Basically... Was a huge Lions fan. <laughs> yeah, he, he adopted the Rams last year with Matthew Stafford, so we give him a hard time that he doesn't get to claim the uh, Lions anymore. So Keegan then comes back home. We're supposed to record Monday night. Dude has no voice, and then I basically don't hear from him for like, two days i get a couple texts about how he's just dying and uh we, we've been getting some limited practice 20 in. hours in like two day span <laughs> <laughs> like whatever happened to me was not nice i'm still not feeling good today you can hear it in my voice well it's great everyone loves to get sick right before christmas so you you want to be working at 60 percent capacity before christmas time so Perfect the time urgent for you. care that is my parents' house right now. <laughs> well, Keegan, we're pretty happy to have you back. It, it's been fun holding it happy down to without be back, you. Sean. But regression to the mean is yeah. Not let's the give same him a round of applause for holding Keegan it down Thomas. while you you've been holding it down without me, Sean. We'll just pause. Give Sean a round of applause. Can you put in some claps audio here? Um, I don't think we'll put in claps audio because. I, I'm also the producer, and I have to get this thing out before I go to visit family too for Christmas. But I probably could get some claps going. Is there a clap button? Let's see. I think I can get one. I don't know. Cheer! Oh, clapping! Here we go. I can play yeah. it. Yeah. Whoa! Did you hear that? Nice. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Nope. Okay. You didn't hear it? No, I think all you hear. It. But round of applause for Sean for holding did, down the podcast in my the... absence. Way to go, Sean! Hold up. Now let's see if you can hear it. Yeah. Let's go. That's that's huge. That's huge. Keegan, tell a tell a joke real quick. Um oh man. Putting me on the spot You're, here. 
Did I tell you about the the joke about the broken pencil? <laughs> yeah, it's pointless anyway, so. Wow, I wonder if that's going to make it in the podcast. Oh my goodness. Okay. So speaking of jokes, speaking of punchlines, we get to watch Zach Wilson in the pouring rain tonight. Uh, 20 to 30 degree mile per hour winds. Before we talk all things week 16, what's your prediction for tonight's uh, Jets-Jags game? Do you want the positive one or the negative one? You give the negative one, I'll give the positive one. The negative prediction is the Jets defense finally falters in a must-win game. It all falls on Zach Wilson and the offense in disastrous conditions. Zach Wilson can't complete a ball to save his life because of the weather and because he's Zach Wilson. Uh, we can't keep up with the Jaguar offense. The Jets defense can't stop anybody, and we lose 17-3. to That's pretty bleak. It's pretty bleak. <laughs> um, my prediction for tonight's game, I think the Jets win. My prediction was the Jets were going to win last week. They should have won, except your defense couldn't cover Brock Wright on a fourth and inches. That was a pretty fire play call, not going to lie. Uh, pouring rain. You guys have Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed. I don't really believe in their receiving core outside of Christian Kirk. Trevor's hot right now. All things come back to earth. Quinn Williams is back. Defense wins you this game. Bam Knight does enough. You get the dub. You win 14 to 10. That's my prediction. Okay. We'll see who's right. Also, Keegan, before we dive into week 16, you and I, for the first time since, what, like the fantasy championship in 2018, are squaring up against each other in oh, uh, a must-win matchup. No, I think we played in the 2018 like fantasy championship. That's Last crazy. time I made playoffs in the league that we're in together was 2017. And so the last time that I won a championship, I think, was 2016. And that was when you and I played. <laughs> wow. Six years, um, Sean. Six years. I have not won this league. This is kind of the only league that's haunted me. I, I can't get over the hump. If I win this matchup, it'll be my fourth championship game in like seven or eight years of the league. So a lot's at stake here on the line. I don't think I would have had a chance if Jalen Hurts played in this one. Jalen Hurts isn't playing. You are now playing the quarterback carousel. And I've got a shot. You have Derrick Henry this week, which makes me a bit nervous, but I, I got some horses too, namely Patrick Mahomes. So, so it'll be a fun one. I think it's projected to be a 50-50 split right now. I'm projected for like 130. You're projected for like 129. You got Fryer Muth in there. You'll probably get Goddard in there once he gets uh, cleared to play. Posted it on Twitter if you follow. Uh, he is the Koo Kids. I am the year of the dog. Wolf, wolf. I had to change my team name, had to drop Koo, because Desmond Ritter's never taken those guys to the red zone ever again. What? What's your team Whoa. name? Minshew Mania. <laughs> Welcome to the Gardner Minshew experience, Sean. Live and die by the Eagles this year. I might as well keep it going. Wow. Minshew Mania. Well, the cool thing is, is I have a hedge, so I playing, I'm playing Minshew in another league, so it's like... Eh. Works out. What are you going to do? Week 16... Round two of the fantasy playoffs for most of us playing. If you're still alive and you're listening and you're a sicko listening to our small niche fantasy podcast, 
we appreciate you. Send us DMs. We'll follow you back. You are the real ones. The rider dies. You need any start sit questions, DM us, RTM Fantasy. You can DM me, Sean W. Moran. You can DM Keegan. Keegan's lame and he's on private now on Twitter. I don't know what that's about. Um, but you, follow Keegan and DM him if you need to. At Keegan Thompson underscore. Underscore. Oh, and congrats to all the teams who made it this far. If you're in playoffs, if you're in a championship hunt, congrats. You've done it. You, you should really be happy with yourself. You've either fallen ass backwards and lucked into this, or you've just been grinding all year. Typically, it's a little bit of both, right? Typically, it's a little bit. But this week is wild for a couple of reasons. One, the weather is how would I say, how would I put it? It's ass. It's ass. The weather's pretty ass throughout the country. You and I are based in California. It is a sunny 64 degrees in Orange County. So <laughs> I am living the life here. You're in San Jose, what? It's probably 55, like a nice sunny 55. Yeah, it's like a brisk 58, sunny yeah. outside yeah. in my parents' backyard. Well, it is not like that for most of the country right now. And guess what? A lot of football games are going to be played in this weather. And some of these conditions are less than ideal for fantasy football. They might be fun for good, fun weather games, if that's your thing. If you're a guy's guy, if you got a ton of chair on, hair on your chest, you know, if you got big swinging testicles and you love a good weather game, hell yeah, good for you. Snow on the ground. We love it. For fantasy, some weather isn't so great. It's not so great, Keegan. I can't believe I just said testicles for the first time. It's been 34 episodes and testicles finally made it into the uh, That's a podcast. shock. Good for us. Well, we said balls. I just don't. I can't believe I said testicles. People listening must think I'm such a dork. <laughs> such a dork. Big swinging testicles. <laughs> what are you going to say? Gonads next? Oh, yeah. Gonads. Uh, family jewels. I think testicles. Let's keep it that way. It's manly. We're men's men. We eat beef jerky over here. We uh, shit with the door open. We go on riverboat games. There's going to be a lot of tiny family jewels on the pitch this weekend. There is going to be some brisk, brisk weather. It is going to be freezing cold in a lot of games. But remember, if you listen to our last episode where I was talking through the Bills and the Dolphins matchup, it's not necessarily cold that's going to hurt fantasy production. It is wind and it is rain and it is active snowfall. So really quickly, running through the weather for this weekend, because it's going to be important. Now, you're going to see some people on Twitter say, don't overreact. Don't make start decisions based off weather. I appreciate that sentiment. And some of these matchups are just going to be cold and outdoors, and that's fine. You should play those guys. It's not going to be that big of a deal. Cold is not going to impact offense too much. It is wind. We really want to be careful of matchups that just have terrible wind conditions. Something we're not going to touch on too much because we're going to be releasing this tomorrow is the wind and rain that's going to happen in Thursday night football. So when this comes out tomorrow, we're either going to look like geniuses or idiots. But this game tonight, we're looking at 20 to 30 mile per hour winds. We're looking at heavy rainfall by the end of the game. This is not shaping up to be an awesome Trevor Lawrence game, Zay Jones game, Evan Ingram game. Wilson, don't think you can play him even if Jalen Hurts is hurt. Oh. Get get well, Jalen. I just get well, man. I can't believe I just hurts is hurt. That hurt, man. That hurt to say hurts is hurt, Keegan. Just hurts is hurt. So oh. are my championship hopes. Okay. Back to Zach Wilson, your other favorite quarterback. 
you can, I, I don't know how you play Zach Wilson tonight in a stretch where, you know, maybe he's viable against a beatable pass defense that is Jacksonville. And I don't know how you're going to play somebody like Garrett Wilson, even though a lot of people are going to play him in their flags. Just brutal weather conditions. You got to hope that it, the game starts decently well in terms of rain and wind. They're able to score some points in the beginning and then you can catch up. But we'll see if we're right about this tomorrow. It'll be pretty quick. The game's going to kick off in about an hour here. Outside of that game, the really bad weather game to pay attention to is this Cleveland Browns, New Orleans Saints game. So this game has a 32 and a half over under. That is the lowest line since 2009. <laughs> since 2009. And this is the ugliest game of the week because it's going to be the windiest. It's so like an you Army see- Navy game total. It's dude, it is brutal. And this comes from Kevin Roth WX at Kevin Roth WX. Go follow him on Twitter. He is saying that this game is going to have 20 to 30 mile per hour winds and it's going to be 10 degrees. There's going to be active snowfall. Don't even bother playing a quarterback in this one. Deshaun Watson, Andy Dalton. If you're playing Watson, what are you doing here? And Andy Dalton, come on, unless you're in a two quarterback league. Kickers, don't play kickers in this one. I mean, who are the only people you're rolling out? Who are you only rolling out in this game? Alvin Kamara? You're going to roll out Nick Chubb. (laughs) Yeah, I'm playing Kamara against you. Yeah, Chubb's going to play. I I did see that Chubb got a practice in today. He's going to play, I think. And then I think Taysom Hill is going to have some viability. I do. If they only throw the ball like 10 times, Taysom's going to get some run. But you don't don't play Olave because he's injured. You can't play Rashid, even though he's been having some nice spikes. You can't play play Johnson Johnson. unless you want one touchdown and you were just praying for that. You can't play one of the best flexes of the past six weeks, which is DPJ. Um, You don't play Cooper this week. I mean, it's it's grim. It's really it's grim. Brutal. It, it's it's brutal. And and another matchup that's really tough is the Bills at the Bears. So this game is going to be super cold, 10 degrees. There's going to be some snow blowing in the air. Nothing fresh, but there could be some snow and some precipitation. The winds are going to be coming, coming in at 20 to 25 miles per hour, and there could be gusts of 30 to 35. Again, no long passes for Justin Fields and for Josh Allen. And field goals... Good luck. Your Tyler Bass has been a great kicker. I'd be a little nervous playing him. Um, you're going to play Allen and Fields because of the rushing upside. I would not play Gabe Davis this week, even though it's a plus matchup. You're going to have to play Stephon Diggs, but it's in a really brutal spot with the wind. I think Josh Allen is fine. Josh Allen played in one of the windiest games in, on record last year and did okay. You have to play Diggs. Like he is, it's Stephon Diggs, but like. If you're expecting a 25-point game from Diggs, like I would peel back my expectations. And I'll talk a little bit about the starts um, that I have, but the running games should be good for both these teams, actually. Like, I like Montgomery, and obviously like both quarterbacks. Like, Fields, you start no matter what at this point. Like, he's just a bona fide top-five fantasy QB. Because um, the rushing. David you can't, Montgomery. You can't sit that rushing exactly. profile. Yeah. See that? Justin Fields is like very aware of just how many yards he needs a game rushing to break Lamar's record. Yeah, I guess in a press conference like, he was doing like back of the napkin math, being like, "Yeah, what do I need? Like seventy yards to break the record." Yeah. So, hey, I think Fields is over, start, but maybe he goes for it. You're, you're starting Fields just because of the rushing upside. Josh Allen in that super windy game last year, like I previously mentioned, he actually didn't do that okay. He had 11.7 fantasy points. 
Stefan Diggs had 9.1. Brutal. You rode those guys all Oof. year long. All year long, and now they're playing in a win bowl. So those are the three matchups that are really bad because of the weather. Right? Jets, Jags, you're nervous about. Saints and Browns is like a complete stay away outside of the run game. And Bills and Bears, you're going to have to play your studs, Fields and Allen and, and Diggs, but you're going to be a little nervous playing anyone else because of the wind being over 20 to 25 miles per hour. You've got, in the cold games, you've got Titans-Texans. It's going to be like 20 degrees in Tennessee. Derrick Henry's going to score 50 fantasy points, so have fun with that. Seahawks at Chiefs, temp in the single digits with a 10-mile-per-hour wind. Really tough weather, but Patrick Mahomes has had a pretty long track record of doing well in December. I think he averages like three touchdowns per game at Arrowhead when it's cold. Wouldn't worry too much about it. Play everyone in this one. Falcons at Ravens, pretty nasty game with two nasty offenses, but it's going to be cold. Wind is going to be This is the Establishment Bowl. Yeah, this is, this is the Establishment Bowl, definitely. I, I love Algier. I don't know if I love Algier against the Ravens, but I love Algier next week. Algier, you make it to the Fantasy Championship, I think Cordell Patterson's not going to be playing next week, and they're going to run the shit out of Tyler Algier. That's my hot take. And then you have Vegas at Steelers, so temperature around 10 degrees. It's going to be cold, but the wind is going to be around 10 to 15 miles per hour. Brutal weather conditions for, say, your, your average fan, but the players are going to be fine. Like Deontay Johnson, Devontae Adams, they're, they're going to be fine in this one. So it's important that you're paying attention to the forecast. Remember, cold doesn't mean you can't play your guys. It doesn't mean you go play Zach Moss or Nick Foles just because they're playing indoors. It doesn't mean like Hollywood Brown is a better play than Deontay Johnson just because they're playing indoors. Cold is fine. It is the wind. Cold is fine. We care about and precipitation snow. and the yes. wind. Yep. Wind. Wind is going to kill you. Wind kills points. But there's only one about or two me. quarterbacks in the league that can throw through the wind, too. It's like Allen and Mahomes. Like outside of that, even winds of like 17 to 20 miles an hour, like you can't expect people to just be throwing 30 yard deep bombs through that kind of weather. Like it's just not all the vertical downfield threats, uh, wide receiver, just like get X made out of these game plans. Yeah, it's short, quick game, rushing the ball. That's the name of the game this week. We made it to December. You got to deal with the conditions. But uh, but here we are. Anything else that I covered here in the weather component? I mean, we'll cover some guys that we really like in, in more fantasy-friendly matchups in a little bit, but I think we've kind of nailed it. Saints at Browns, Bills at Bears, Jets and Jags. Those are the games we're nervous about based off the weather conditions. Yep. All right, Keegan. I did start sit last week. Face planted on a couple. Had to eat crow. Had to eat crow by myself. I did, I did do milk as a bad choice by myself. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> so know, listening am... to the pod, you doing milk was a bad choice by yourself because you did players on your own. I was like, man, this guy's a war hero. So I am passing this all to you. So the format's going to be a little bit different this week. We're not really going to go through sit too much. It's pretty obvious. We called out games with bad weather conditions. We're really just going to have Keegan highlight some of his favorite starts. Maybe not your most obvious starts. Maybe a couple deep dart throws. Maybe guys that have been in flex consideration. And then I'm going to go over some streaming options for QB, tight end, wide receiver, and defense. So Keegan, I'm going to pass it over to you. 
Let's hear some of your favorite All starts. All right, Sean. Let's kick things off with the the Bills game. Um, so cold weather. There will be some high winds. Josh Allen might be impervious to high winds with his rocket arm, but I think the game spread is about eight, like Bills favored by eight, eight and a half points. Huge spread for them against the Bears. So I really like Singletary in this matchup. The Bears' rushing defense is, you know, since week 10, they're 20th in rushing success rate, 26th in EPA per rush, and 26th in explosive run rate allowed. So not the worst, but they're near the bottom half of the league. And, you know, just how successful running backs against this team have been. Like I said, winds of 20 to 25 miles per hour. Like, even Josh will have difficulty throwing deep balls in this game. I just don't see that as part of the game plan, especially in a positive game script. So I like the run game a lot for Buffalo, which has been pretty good. Um, emergence of James Cook doesn't worry me too much. I actually think Cook could be a flex consideration as well, but he's not really the player I'm talking about. I'm talking about Singletary. And zero RB guys or late round RBs have probably been playing Singletary a lot. But if you're on a fringe RB decision this week, I really like Singletary for like an RB2. Um, he's still averaging like 14 and a half touches and around 68 yards a game, even with Cook getting more involved. And still handling a little over 50%. It's like 55% of the red zone work for Buffalo. So I like him a lot as an RB2, as I said. And could definitely end up with a game with like a touchdown at least. And maybe multiple TDs. And remember, they're not going to be kicking the ball a lot in these conditions. Like the game plan is always going to be like, if it's a decision to fight for a fourth and one yardage gain. Or like a fourth and short. Like the Bills are going to go for that instead of avoid kicking to not get the points. And the Bills are going to get to the red zone against Chicago and get deep into the red zone. So I like Singletary's chances to score here. Yeah, I think Singletary is a fine play against a weak Bears defense. I think what gives me a little pause is the emergence of James Cook, but he's been doing his damage as a receiver. I'm also a little nervous that Josh Allen just scores all these rushing touchdowns in the red zone. But I think Singletary is a great play. He's been fine all season, and I think if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna roll out Singletary, this is the week to do it. Like he he should have a pretty decent floor in this one. I'm still yeah always worried about Josh as well too, but like Singletary is still the go to guy in like late game situations where they're winning matchups too. Like they trust him with the ball and two minutes to go situations. Like Cook hasn't earned that role yet, so I like Singletary. Um, the next one. I like this week's another running back is J.K. Dobbins riding the hot hand here. Um, I already made a comment, but Baltimore versus the Falcons, two birds, the two bird games, and there's not going to be any flying going on in this game. (laughs) This is the establishment bowl for sure. Um, Dobbins is humming on the ground lately, back-to-back 100-yard games, and he's still not even fully 100% yet. And Atlanta is since week 10 30th in rushing success rate 31st in rushing yards per game 23rd in epa per rush and 24th in explosive run rate allowed i mean this is a perfect opportunity for that classless act greg roman to establish the <laughs> heck out of it this this weekend and if there was ever Dobbins a game has been good there's oh ever my a gosh game. i know and and the Ravens are locked into playoffs. Like they're not going to ask Huntley to go out there and, you know, save the world against a Desmond Ritter led Falcons team. Like I would ride Dobbins again and expect him to have a very similar game as he's had the past two weeks. And he's just getting better each week. He looks really good between the tackles. He's been a really good running back when he's healthy in his career. 
So I, I really confident in him based on the matchup, the game script, and some cold, moderate, windy weather in the established bowl. Give me Dobbins. I love it. Dobbins has looked awesome. He he is running very hot right now, meaning ultra efficient. Like he's averaging like eight yards a pop. <laughs> I think he did the last game. Yeah, like really, really efficient. I don't know if he's going to be continuing that, but yeah, the Falcons do not have a good front seven. Alvin Kamara, who's basically been a dust ball all year, was able to almost rush for a hundred yards. The Ravens live to run the ball. I don't think they trust Huntley at all. Cold weather, dust off Dobbins. He's been awesome for back-to-back weeks. He's going to be someone I prioritize heavily in drafts next season, a year removed from his knee injury. I am all in on Dobbins this week. Great call. Agreed. Um, all right, so I'm going to take it over to some wide receivers. My first one, this is more of a deeper kind of like sleeper play, but it's Marquise Goodwin. So former no Tyler 40, Lockett. Former 49er legend, Marquise Goodwin. <laughs> he is a former Olympic track star who yep. is still insanely fast, but no Lockett. So Goodwin slides into the de facto number two role for Seattle. So it'll be DK and Godwin or Goodwin. Sorry, not Godwin. Goodwin. Um and it's going to be a cold game, but it still should be a shootout. I think, you know, Seattle's going to have to keep up with Kansas city and they're not going to do it by just running Kenneth Walker all game. Like you have to keep up with Pat Mahomes. You have to throw the ball. So Goodwin has had some good showings this year, um, especially when he's had to step up a little bit for absence of DK or absence of Lockett. Um, He's had some pretty nice games. Like he's not the like sexy pick of the week, but he's been a, pretty good receiver this year all things considered and Gino's been and this is important to note like Goodwin is so fast and why this matters is Gino is like leading the league in accuracy of pass plays over 15 plus air yards this year at like 56.6 percent and he's thrown four touchdowns on those types of throws Kansas City's defense is much improved they have a good front seven some decent linebacker play but like they can still be exposed on the outside and I think Goodwin has a chance to get behind those DBs and have Gino connects with them on one deep ball. I mean, that is an insane start of the week for Goodwin. So I like his odds this week, and no Lockett immediately inserts him into a really good offense that's been passing the ball a ton behind a really good quarterback play of Gino Smith. Um, so I like Goodwin as kind of like a this is a deeper play. If you need somebody in flex or your wide receivers are banged up or they're in one of those bad cold weather matchups, I think this is somebody you could definitely plug in this week. Yeah, Lockett, I think, averages seven to eight targets per game. Chiefs, not the best pass DVOA. I think they're ranked 25th in pass DVOA. That's how you beat them. It's through the air. Gino's been pretty good. I don't think DK is going to get every single target. Marquis Goodwin's going to be on the field. I think it's a good play. I think it's a good idea. I don't hate it. Who else do you have? Man. Um, so next up is Christian Watson, and this is somebody who you've been riding and then last week kind of disappointed you. Um, but had he had not, you know, had some miscommunication, he still would have had a really good fantasy day. Um, look, they won that game. The Packers did, but Christian Watson still had three red zone targets last week and a couple of miscommunications that didn't allow him to find the end zone. So his touchdown streak comes to an end. Um, but six weeks since week 10, he's led the Packers with a 23.4% target share, 50% end zone target share, and a 42.6% air yard share. He's averaging like 2.87 yards per route run. He's 
by far and away the best weapon they have in this Green Bay offense. And I don't want to hear the whole Romeo Dobbs at back. Alan Lazard. No, Christian Watson <laughs> is the best wide receiver on this offense. He is. And they get to play in Miami as one of the only like pretty amazing weather games that's outdoors this weekend. Yeah. It's going to be like 50 degrees there with little to no wind. And they have to go up against a really high powered Dolphins offense. Um, Tua and the squad should probably get back to their normal ways this week. And they're going to need to, and they, the Packers are going to need to pass the ball to keep up with them. So I like Christian Watson this week to find his way back to the end zone and keep that insane stretch going. Um, so if you're like on the fence about Watson, um, I know I am in a league that I'm in semis in. I'm, I'm confidently putting him in my lineup this week. So we'll ride that together, baby. I think what's interesting is we finally got a bad Christian Watson game, right? So to speak. And he scored like 9.6 fantasy points, which really yes, isn't that bad. <laughs> I mean, like it's not like incredible. could have easily had a 20 point game. Well, what's really frustrating too is like I saw all 22 film of this game and there were multiple instances where Watson's 20 yards downfield and open and Rodgers is just taking the check down. I, you know, I think it's just at this point in Rodgers' career, maybe this season, maybe he's banged up. He's not pushing the ball downfield as well. You know, it's one of those situations where I think Watson played a pretty good game. He showed up well on tape. So I don't think this is one of those situations where it's like Watson's not beating corners. He looks washed. He doesn't look good. I think Watson's still a confident start for me. So I like this. Your next one, you can't quit him, dude. You, you can't. I you can't. can't quit him. You can't quit him. He has the not president been very good. of the Mike Evans fan club is back. How is he going to get to a thousand yards? Like what what voodoo magic are they going to have to do to get to? A, oh my a gosh! Yards? What are his What are his stats this year? How close is he to a thousand yards this year? Oh man, he's got some work to do. But anyways, I like Mike <laughs> Evans this week, and <laughs> I'm just looking at it. Yeah, no. Oh yeah, he he's got some work to do. But this is a must win game for Tampa Bay. A game against the Cardinals, who have Trace McSorley. Who stink. And they stink. stink. They stink. Their defense Cliff, stinks. Their Cliff's getting stinks. fired. Cliff's getting fired at the end of this year. He's playing for nothing. I absolutely think there's a one path to dominating the Cardinals, and it's getting your best weapons involved, like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, early and often in this game. Yes. Yes. And outside of week 13, Mike Evans has had nine targets since week 12 in every game and week 13, he had four targets. Did he turn all those oh into receptions? No, goodness. but Brady is looking his way. He just needs to connect with them. And a lot of this is Brady's fault. And you know, Mike <laughs> had a drop a couple of weeks ago, but they've just been off a little bit, but he's still going to Mike Evans a lot. I mean, nine targets and nine back -back targets. Weeks. Oh my goodness. In back to back weeks. Talk about a positive regression candidate. Like, he Mike is. Evans and is a classic positive regression candidate. No touchdowns for him since week four, dude. If if there was ever a touchdown like regression candidate staring me in the face, it would be future Hall of Famer Mike Evans against an awful Arizona defense this week. I'm booting him up. I'm booting him up with confidence. You you got to go down with the ship. It's like Alvin Kamara, who has a plus plus matchup this week against the Browns in a in a very friendly game skip. He hasn't been good. Kamara hasn't been good, just like how Mike Evans hasn't been good. But these are fantasy legends, and you go down with the ship. You go down with the ship. 
a fantasy captain goes down with the ship. He goes down with Mike Evans. I am riding Mike Evans. I love it. I think it's a great, great start this week. Positive regression is coming. And then um, it is. And then a last uh, wide receiver before I get to the one tight end I have. Um, Darius Slayton. Uh, you stole uh, this. I actually you stole think... this from me, you cheeky bastard. Keep, <laughs> keep, so, keep going. Yeah. I'm, okay, I'm going to say something that sounds crazy. What about any and all of Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins, or Darius Slayton this week as like frisky flex plays? I mean, I who think, says no? I, I think they're, it's interesting. This is one of the better matchups of the week based off of over-unders, offenses played, pace, neutral pass rate over expectation. Like Again, the Vikings and the Giants are going to play at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota. This is this is setting up for a big offensive game, and Darius Slayton and his pretty healthy target share. It's, you know, it's over 20% target share pretty much all season long since he's been healthy. Hard to kind of fade that. I'm not really on the Isaiah Hodgins hype, and Richie James is Richie that's James. That's a deep, deep play. Yeah, that's, that's a deep play. If you're playing like a two-flex league, I, I like Slayton. I'm starting Slayton in a must-win game. Here's the stats for Slayton. I mean, he lines up out wide as a wide receiver. Like, we've seen him win downfield. The Vikings have allowed the most yards to receivers lined up out wide this year. And the, the third most secondary. yards on passes of both 10-plus and 20-plus air yards. They are they're atrocious on the back secondary. end. Their secondary is terrible. You have, like, the ghost of Patrick Peterson, who's their, like, shutdown corner. Their secondary sucks. They're allowing the third most fantasy points per game to receivers at, like, 40.6. Dude, if you take a look at if you if you go even like a more recent sample and you take a look at the past four weeks, which is pretty indicative of their current secondary, that number goes up to forty four fantasy points per game to wide receivers. I, I just Slayton and yeah. his target share, he, he's dude, he, he I don't know how he doesn't I mean like he was so so last week, but that was kind of the slow grinded out divisional matchup game where they really leaned on Daniel Jones running and Saquon. And I see this more of as an offensive game where the Vikings will be able to score on their defense and they're going to have to keep up and score on a just a paper machine that's a, secondary. That's the best part about this for, and I know you're going to talk about Daniel in a second after this, yeah. Mr. Daniel Dimes, but that's the best part about this like option for starting Giants wide receivers this week is, dude, the Vikings score at will. I mean, they're one of the best offenses in the NFL on some are. weeks. But they can't fraudulent. defend anybody. Fraudulent, but fraudulent yes, team, they but they can score offense. with the best of them. And you know how you keep up with scoring? You score. The whole point of the game, score more points than the other team. If the other team scores a lot of points, you got to score a lot of points. You know who's going to score a lot of points for the Giants? Darius Slayton. <laughs> All <laughs> that math a, checks out. And even in a, like, I'm not saying this game is going to be Chiefs Rams from Monday night four years ago, but it could feel that way with how bad the weather is this weekend. Like it could feel. No, like, it's a oh, dome game. It's yeah. like the best conditions of the week. Like they might score like 48, 50 points, and it's going to feel like an absolute shootout just because of how disgusting a lot of these matchups are and how bad the weather We're is. We're going to see Josh Allen try and throw a ball more than 20 yards. It's going to flutter and be like, what's going on with Josh Allen? Because we're going to forget about the weather. And then we're going to see Daniel Jones playing the dome. And he's going to throw a ball 45 plus yards in the air. We're like, oh, that Daniel Jones really got a rocket on him. And this is kind of the fraud bowl. Because the Giants are kind of frauds, but they know they're frauds. And it's it's interesting. The Vikings are the worst good team, and the Giants are the best bad team, which I think is like kind of a fascinating matchup. 
where it's like on paper, of course, I think the Vikings are better than the Giants, but they're both kind of frauds where the Vikings aren't as good as the Giants are the self-aware Kings, though. Like they, they are, they, they know are. who they the are. No, they're the self-aware kings. They the know Vikings who they are. are just liars. Yeah. liars. Yeah, it's, it's like they're frauds who know they're frauds, so that makes them not fraudulent. Where it's like the Vikings, are like, no, we're good. Like, respect us. It's just like just exuding no. confidence. You have to respect the Vikings because they just like act like they're not like a couple points away from having a, a terrible record. Regression would indicate that they are not going to continue to win all these one-score games. That's all I'm saying. But re- regardless, I think this is a fun matchup. I like the slate and play. Before we jump onto my streamers, I think you have one more guy that you really like at tight end. Oh yes, yes, yes. My one tight end of the week, Gerald Everett. And this Jerry is Evans. this is a pretty stinky week. This is a pretty stinky week for tight ends. Um, I mean, you play Kelsey, obviously. You probably have to start Mark Andrews. Um, the Muth is an okay play this week. Kittle. Like you're happy to have Goddard back. You're you, you like Kittle, Kittle this you're week. You're playing Schultz. Um, you play Schultz, but like you know, those are the mainstays. You play Hawk this week. I think Hawk has a good matchup. Yes, he does. But outside looking into that, um, I think Gerald Everett has a good opportunity to be a, like a low end, maybe mid tight end one this week. Um, when the offense is healthy, and I know they didn't score a ton last week, but the offense is healthy, like it opens it up for everybody. We see the same thing with Josh Palmer when Keenan and Mike Will are back. Like he's just a better third option than he is a first option. And Everett, with the field opened up, gets better looks, and it's not for him. It opens up the field for him more. Um, you know, he's had three red zone targets in his last two games as well, too. And this is a dome game. Good passing conditions. I think Herbert has a bounce back week with a couple touchdowns. I think there is worse out there that you can do than Gerald Everett. And I like him as an option to move you on to the next round with a a pretty safe floor. I think they're playing the frauds, right? They're, they're playing like the absolute most fraudulent franchise this weekend. They're playing the Colts. Am I wrong? Yeah. They're playing Nick Foles. And Zach Moss. They're running a Nick Foles, Zach Moss, Zach Jeff Saturday. Moss. Oh my. When you say it out loud, it sounds so, so bad. bad. So bad. Oh my, dude. Like, imagine if you drafted Michael Pittman in the third round this year. I would be furious. Brutal. He was supposed to break out. Yeah, that just... I mean, and Zach Moss is even like an interesting play because the Chargers are pretty swiss cheese against the run but I, i'm not recommending anyone if nick Foles comes you out i think saturday calls a statue of liberty play with nick Foles or like a the what what do they call the play that he uh oh the philly the philly special they they run an indie special to nick Foles that he catches a ball and just like turns into dust when he lands and he hits him. the only thing that jeff saturday calls is the pizza delivery guy that's the only thing jeff saturday calls i don't i don't think that guy's calling plays i i I, he's gonna be back to calling tv stuff pretty soon they're gonna give him that job dude they are gonna give him that job next year absolute that's malpractice absolute train wreck i i cannot leader of men my ass i cannot believe he blew a 30 point game on a saturday i cannot believe he did that his name is Jeff Saturday, and he blew it on Saturdays Saturday. are for the losers. Okay, so Singletary, J.K. Dobbins, Marquise Goodwin, Christian Watson, Darius Slayton, Mike Evans, Gerald Everett. Those are your guys this week. 
These are my guys this week. All okay. guys I really like. Okay. And again, outside of the studs for the most part, these are these are guys that kind of on the fringes, considering in flex plays, running back to, you know, shaky tight end decisions. I like it. I, I like it a lot. Now I'm going to give people that are a little bit desperate here some opportunities to go through the waiver wire, sift through some start and sit stuff. It's not going to be pretty. I have no Mike Evans of the world to recommend here, but these are some of my top streams of the week. So at quarterback, I think the top stream in the top Jalen Hurts replacement is Daniel Jones. Now I doubt that Daniel Jones was available on the wire with Jalen Hurts out. If he was, I hope you swooped him up. But if you're in a situation where you've had Daniel Jones and say another quarterback like Jared Goff, and you've been alternating when to start them each week and kind of streaming, I think this is the matchup that you confidently start Jones. And I see him as like a top 12, top 10 play this week. So he's playing indoors against one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. This game has a 47 and a half point total. Both teams play at a fast pace. I think you have a safe floor with Daniel Jones because of his rushing. And I think his ceiling is attractive because of a plus matchup. I think he's by far and away the best like arbitrage Jalen Hurts, so to speak. I would have too. loved if he was on the waiver in our league. I would be yeah, starting Daniel Jones in an instant over yeah. Lawrence, over Minshew, over Carr. I mean, I would start yeah. Daniel Jones over so many people this week. Yeah, And instead, he, he's, he's just wasting away on some loser bracket bench in our <laughs> league. But I digress. I think another interesting play this week is Brock Purdy. So I'd play Brock Purdy over Deshaun Watson in a heartbeat. I'd play Brock Purdy over Trevor Lawrence. I can't believe I just said that. But since taking over as a full-time starter against Miami in week Yo, 15. Yo, I'll give you that. I would start Purdy over Lawrence based off weather. Yeah. Since taking over as a full-time starter against Miami in week 13, Brock Purdy has been the QB 10, and he's outscoring the likes of Tua, Justin Herbert, and Daniel Jones. <laughs> That that is a Kyle Shanahan. I didn't Shanahan read that note. list until you said that out loud. That yeah. is, that this is a Kyle, is a Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan tweet. Yeah, this is a Kyle <laughs> Shanahan tweet. Purdy now faces off against the Washington defense that's averaging 16 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. We're at home. We have good weather conditions. Chase Young does make his return. The, the commanders have a pretty good front seven. The way they play on offense is complementary to their defense. They play in low-scoring, slow-paced games. Purdy has been running a little hot with his touchdowns. He's thrown like six. And you think, you know, regression's coming his way. You think, when does the slipper fit? When do the wheels fall off? When, you know, when do we see Purdy shit his pants? It could be this week, but he's at home. So I feel pretty confident. This offense is incredible. Christian McCaffrey will be out there. Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. I think you can confidently roll with Purdy this week. Lastly, Gardner Minshew. So with Jalen Hurts most likely out for the rest of the season, you know, Minshew does project to be a decent play given the quality of this Eagles offense. Think of how incredible their offensive line is. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, you know, pretty damn good play caller. And Shane Steichen, you've got Miles Sanders. It's a very fantasy-friendly offense. And when you look at Minshew's career, he has averaged 17 fantasy points per game across 25 career starts. So, you know, he's going to be facing off against the Cowboys defense that on paper you get a little nervous about. You know, quarterbacks are only averaging 14 points per game, but they have looked a little leaky. Looks like the wheels are coming off a little bit with that defense and they play indoors. So I, I like Minshew this week. What do you think? 
The Cowboys are on the verge of cowboying, Sean. Yeah, Mike McCarthy's like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, they, I like remember thinking in the middle of the season, like, man, they really have a shot to like come out of the NFC this year. And you're right, dude, their secondary has been getting exposed. Well, they didn't have Micah Parsons on this defense. Like, I know they're injured, but I mean, good teams step up when people get injured, right? Like, and I don't, man, if Minshew goes out there and just puts them down. Cowboys, I know they're going to make playoffs, but it's looking grim. I'm riding think, the Minshew train, though. I have I no thoughts I, about that. I'm I'm riding Minshew, baby. I think the Cowboys win this game, and I think Dak has a good game. But I think Minshew is serviceable. I think he probably tosses a couple touchdowns. And I think if you start him, Dallas got it, right? No, A.J. Brown only. Um, <laughs> and I, I think Minshew is serviceable. Other names that have been tossed out there on Twitter, because we're getting a lot of these questions, like Lawrence in the rain, I'd probably play him over Sam Darnold. I probably would. Uh, Lawrence in the rain over somebody like Malik Willis. I'd I'd rather play Lawrence in the rain. To be to be quite frank, um, I don't I don't know, man. It's 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 tough out there for quarterbacks. I think Daniel Jones, Brock Purdy, Gardner Minshew are safe plays. Like deep cut. Like, do you have a deep cut one that you really like? I know, I don't know. QB play this week? I really don't like Deshaun Watson. I really don't. It, it's, um, it's I'm going to say a name that people won't really like, but Rodgers. I do you like Rodgers. You want to talk deep cut? Rodgers, maybe even Kenny Pickett. I probably prefer Kenny Pickett. Whoa, no, no, no. Sam Darnold. I, I would start I would start Rodgers over Pickett. Minshew oh, sure. over Pickett. I would oh, start Brady sure. over Pickett. Brady's decent. I like oh, that here, too. Okay. Yeah. Would you start Minshew over Brady? <laughs> no. I'd start Brady. Really? I'd start Brady over Minshew. I think Brady's going to bounce back. And I, I think the Cardinals have literally nothing to play for. Like, pride's on the line, I guess. But that team is giving up. Team's giving up. You've got the Bucks who are playing kind of for everything, even though if they lose, they still have a tiebreakers with their division. Oh my God, that division dude. But the Bucks need to get a win underneath their belt. I think their defense is going to dominate Trace McSorley. I want nothing to do with them. Whereas if you say the Cowboys, Agreed. the Cowboys, like Dak has been getting a lot of shit talked on on the press this week. Mike McCarthy blew that game against the Jags. The Cowboys want this. And I think on the flip side, the Eagles, you know, you've got Nick Sirianni, who's in the thick of this coach of the year race. He strikes me as somebody that cares about the coach of the year. This is like a rivalry game. I think this really matters to both teams. So I think it could be tougher. I think it could be tougher sledding. So I, I like Brady. I think in just a layover matchup, Brady is a better option. Fair. Rodgers is interesting. Urge put Goff. Goff's fine. I mean, Carolina's been stingy as a pass defense, but you can beat them. Are they playing at home or are they playing on the road? Well, that's they're a playing, good question. I think they're playing. I think they're playing, playing at home, aren't they? I think they might be playing on the road. Look it up for me. Yep, yep. I'm on it. Jared Goff is playing at Carolina. He's not as good on the road. He's not as good on the road. Yeah, I was about to say that changes what I think there. I'd rather play Rodgers. I'd, I'd rather play Rodgers. I'd rather play Brady than Goff. I'd rather play Goff than than like Kenny Pickett. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 
all these guys are just hoping for three touchdowns, right? Like that's why Derek Carr is interesting, even though Raiders offensive line isn't very good and Pittsburgh's been playing better of late. In that game, they're playing for something. They're both, you know, technically on the fringe of playoff contention. Yep. Yeah. It's it's not pretty. This is why you draft Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. <laughs> like even though yeah, and Jalen exactly. Hurts, that, that's a bummer. I was going to say Jalen Hurts, but this is why you want a top tier quarterback because you don't want to play this game because you're basically doing what we do at tight end, but you're doing that with quarterback, and that is no fun. Speaking of tight ends, I like two streamers this week. You talked about Marquise Goodwin and somebody capturing additional target share based off the fact that Tyler Lockett's out. I like Noah Fant. So, you know, the Chiefs give up most of their points to QBs and wide receivers. They've been stingy against tight ends. But Fant doesn't always run in line, meaning he doesn't always, you know, get into a stance at the line of scrimmage. He he sometimes, run, he sometimes runs routes out of the slot, and they do a lot of stuff like on boots. They run a lot of design plays for Fant. Over his last eight weeks, he's had three games with over 14 points. This over-under set at 49.5. I expect Fant to be involved I see him as a top 12 play and I'd rather play Fant over Greg Dulcich and Cole Komet, you know, given the weather conditions for Komet and the matchups um, with Dulcich against the Rams and also just Russell Wilson. Another tight end that I really like is Taysom Is he Hill. a tight end? I really like Taysom Hill. Well, you can play him. You can play <laughs> him at tight, tight end. end? Uh, you can play him at tight end. So do we remember when the Patriots beat the Bills last year when they only threw the ball four times? Um, I don't know if it'll be that oh, yeah. extreme in this one. I don't know if they're only going to attempt four passes, but with 20 to 30 mile per hour winds, sub 10 degrees, potential snow, I think the Saints are going to run the shit out of the ball, and I expect Taysom Hill to see 10 plus touches. I don't have the exact percentages, but I was going through Taysom Hill's career, looking at 10 plus touches, 10, 10 plus rushes. He's been pretty good when he gets the ball 10 plus times on the ground, and I can easily see him getting that many touches. Alvin Kamara, you expect to get this huge workload. He only saw 63% of the snaps last week. I don't know what's going on with Kamara. I don't think we can expect him to be this huge bell cow. So I'm hedging because I have Kamara in one league. I'm hedging with Taysom in another. I think it's an opportunity for him to see the Rock, potentially get a touchdown. The Browns have given up 14 rushing touchdowns this season. So I think it's a decent play. I don't know. It's pretty stinky, but I'm rolling out Taysom Hill in a league. It's just, I like it though. You got to do it. I'm, I'm really in a league in which I was the one seed. I'm playing Gardner Minshew at quarterback. I'm starting Darius Slayton at one of my flexible spots, and I'm rolling out Taysom <laughs> Hill at tight end. Jeez, this is what it comes down to. This is this is how you win, though. Yeah, you have to get creative. You play all year long, starting your studs all season leaning into who got you there and who you drafted. And then the last three weeks of the season, it's Jarek McKinnon, Zay Jones, and Taysom Hill. They're going to bring you to a championship. That's how it always is. It's the playoff time is God's game. It's the best game. You're playing weekly matchups. It's the best. It's the best time to tinker and overthink. Okay. Reminds me of when I rode the rookie Chase Claypool hot hand to a, a fantasy title. That was so electric. It reminds me of the year that I had Patrick Mahomes when he won the MVP and threw 50 touchdowns. I had Saquon Barkley as a rookie, and I had CMC. Uh, those were my three. I had all three of those dudes on the same team. I scored 170 points in the championship and lost because he had Kirk Cousins and Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams <laughs> scored 30 <laughs> points as the backup running back for the Green Bay Packers four years ago. People don't forget. People, uh, they don't forget. Okay, before we get out of here, 
Defensive streamers. This is something I've been thinking about all week. I've been enjoying it, doing my research. And these are some of my favorite streams. Now, if Tampa Bay, for some reason, is out there, go pick up Tampa Bay. They're the number one option, in my opinion. They're facing Trace McSorley in a Cardinals offense that I think is just straight up given up. So I would play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense pretty much over everyone except maybe the Niners and the Broncos. But realistic options that are going to be on the wire for you right now. I really like the Lions defense. So the Panthers offense wants to run the ball. And they love to hide the fact that Sam Darnold is their quarterback. They'd love to make you forget that by running the ball. They love the only, to. They love to. The only problem with that, Keegan, is the Lions have been the 10th best rush defense by DVOA for the past eight weeks. And they're surrendering like nine, nine and a half fantasy points per game to running backs over the past month, which make them the stingiest defense to fantasy running backs. So this is shaping up to be an opportunity where the Lions ask Sam Darnold to beat them. And there's one thing I know, Keegan, is that when Sam Darnold is being asked to beat another team, bet against Sam Darnold. That, that's what uh, that's what we do. So I'm willing to put my fantasy neck on Don't the Don't forget line. about his first career game against the Lions where he put up like 50 points with the Jets. Oh, man, you're the only one that remembers that. Okay, on to the next defense. <laughs> on to the next defense. I have the Chargers. So I don't care if this game is played indoors, outside, or on the fucking moon. The Chargers are going to face off against the Jeff Saturday Colts, who will be headlined by Nick Foles and Zach Moss. Jeff Saturday, Nick Foles, Zach Moss. I might be sick again. Oh, my goodness. The Chargers defense has played a hell of a lot better over the past month, and you got to give credit to Brandon Staley. He's really been coaching these guys up well, and they've been averaging 8.6 fantasy points per game over the past three like 8.6, whatever, Sean. But listen, they've played the Raiders, who have a pretty good offense. they played the Dolphins, who have a fantastic offense. And they played the Titans. 8.6 fantasy With points Derek per game. Henry. Against, yeah, against that matchup. That's pretty solid. So Derwin James is practicing. I expect him to play, and I expect Brandon Staley to lock down this Colts offense. I don't care if it's indoors. For defense, most people are going to have the Browns' defense already picked up. I think that was a pretty obvious one. The Browns' defense has been pretty damn good since Deshaun Watson became their quarterback. I don't understand the correlation and why that's happened, but they've been running hot over the past month, 10 fantasy points per game. They've been the DST three down the stretch, but the saints are a little sneaky next week as well. So because we have a 32 and a half over under, because this is the lowest over under since 2009. And because of all the weather issues we highlighted, I think the saints are definitely in play as a defense. You can play now. They haven't been great. I don't love the Saints defense. I don't love the Saints team, but you know they still have Cam Jordan. They still have Demario Davis. I still think the Saints are a defense that you have to respect. They have good players, and I don't hate playing them this week. It's kind of a last-ditch effort if you're going to roll the dice. And then lastly, I like the Bengals' defense. So first and foremost, what's the scientific term for this? The New England Patriots' offense sucks. That's the term, sucks. Uh, Bengals... <laughs> Bengals defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo, 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 I think it's Anarumo, uh, Lou uh, is their defensive coordinator, has been crushing it. it. All the football nerds talk about how good of a job this guy's been doing. Pat's biggest strength on offense is their run game. Cincinnati's run game is pretty stout. This game is a 41.5 total. Bengals are a three-point road favorite. Typically, I like home dogs. I do not believe in the Matt Patricia and Joe Judge offense. I am taking the Bengals. And Hendrickson is back. He's back. I think Cincinnati right? is a safe floor. Did you say that? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, Hendrickson's coming back. I think Cincinnati has a safe floor. I don't know if they score like 
20 fantasy points is a ceiling, which you could definitely get with, say, like Browns, Saints, because the hijinks that could be at play because of the wind conditions. But I I definitely think that the Bengals have a safe floor to get you like 68 fantasy points. So that's who I'm streaming this week. I really like Daniel Jones, Brock Purdy, Gardner Minshew. I've got Taysom Hill and Noah Fant. I like the Lions defense, the Chargers defense, the Browns defense, and the Bengals defense. So those are more of the dart dart throws. But here we are. We are one win away. One win away, Keegan, from the fantasy promised land. It is uh one of us isn't going to make it to the promised land, Sean. I am playing in three semifinals this weekend. If I don't advance to at least one, I'm gonna be pretty <laughs> I'm going to be pretty bummed. I'm going to be pretty bummed, not going to lie. Pretty bummed. But it's been a hell of a season, Keegan. It's, it's, I think it's fitting that you and I are facing off. And I think whoever wins this matchup is going to I know. How it. funny is that, right? It's pretty funny. How funny is that? We start a pod together. We talk, yuck it up all year about fantasy. And then we go toe-to-toe to try and advance to the finals. In our home league, league of record it's been running for like 10 years and the year we go start a pod together we have to face off for a trip to the championship Roger Goodell couldn't write her better script it'd be kind of embarrassing if we weren't uh, this far to the playoffs I'm not gonna lie so it it uh it's kind of reassuring I always wonder that with like fantasy guys you know like they're always in so many leagues, like the people who host podcasts. And I always wonder, like, how many how many leagues do you advance the playoffs in? Like, you do this for a full time. Like, do you go 10 for 10? Like, I went, I went four for four in playoff appearance this year, and I felt pretty good about that, you know? 100% advance it's rate's like, pretty crazy. You, you want to get, like, I'd say if you're, like, a 70% advance rate. But, again, who cares? It's how, how many championships you win. That's all that matters. Yeah. End of the day. Yeah. If you ain't first, you're last. Oh man, I want it. I need it. Keegan, so happy to have you back. Oh, Merry Christmas, back, dude. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Again, if you haven't followed us at RTM Fantasy, do it. If you haven't subscribed, smash the subscribe button. If you haven't left us a review, only if it's five stars, do it. If you think we're jokes, if we've made bad recommendations, if I offended you by saying the word testicles, don't don't do it. Don't write us a review. Leave us a review. Come on. Just do it. All the cool kids are doing it. Keegan, I'll talk to you on Monday night, day after Christmas. Time to go watch the Jets win, baby. J-E-T-S. T-E-S. Jets. 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 Nice. All right, Keegan. And all right, everybody. Talk to you soon.